Happy New Year, friends. My name is Kyle, and I get to be the lead pastor of our Orange Campus of Friends Church. And I hope and pray that you had an amazing Christmas and are excited for this new year together. I love that you're joining us today for Church in the City. This is something we started just a few years ago with Friends Church, acknowledging that the church isn't a building, it's not a place, it's not a program, it's not an event. It's you, it's me. We get to be the church. And we know that Christmas is this time where we're gathered together already with friends, with family, with coworkers and classmates. And so we just wanted to give you the opportunity to be the church in the city, wherever you are today, together. And provide a way for you to do what we do when we gather, to center our hearts around God's word, to worship and remember what truth is through song and through music. And to pray, to consider what God might want to say to us as we walk into this new year together. So today we're going to walk through a passage looking at God's abundance. You're going to get to hear not just from me, but from another one of our campus pastors, Aaron Opog, who leads our Eastvale campus. And we're going to go on this journey of looking at how abundant and loving God is and what that might mean for us as we walk into 2023 together. So as we get started today, I just want to invite you wherever you're at just to close your eyes for a moment, unless you're driving, but close your eyes, bow your heads, and let me pray over us as we begin this journey together. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love and for your kindness, and we thank you that you are a God of more, immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. You have good things planned for us in advance of this year. And so I pray as we just pause to start this new year together, God, we believe that you want to speak to us, that you want to remind us of your kindness and your goodness and your love, and you want to encourage and give us a sense of wonder and hope as we walk into this new year together. So God, we open our hearts and our lives to you, and we invite you to speak to us as we listen and follow. In your name we pray, amen. Check with forgiveness Keep me in love 
What did you get for Christmas that you really wanted, that you were hoping for, that you were so excited about and it was exactly what you wanted? Or what didn't you get that you really wanted, that you were longing for and there's still that space in your life that you just believed that that was going to fill? For most of us, that's the way we experience not just Christmas, that's the way we experience life. There's things that come into our life, whether it's a new job or a relationship or or something that we get and it satisfies. And then there's always these places of longing where we know there's something so much more than we're actually experiencing that we believe is gonna make a difference in our life. And that's exactly what I was thinking through as I looked at the passage of, of John chapter one. It's not just Christmas, but it's the arrival of Jesus that brings God's love and God's abundance into this world and into our lives to satisfy every need and every longing that we have. Look at what it says in John chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. It says, The Word, Jesus, became human, and He made His home among us, the gift of Christmas. And He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we've seen His glory, the glory of the Father, the one and only Son. And then down in verse 16, From His abundance, we've all received this gracious blessing one after another. The law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one's ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God, talking about Jesus, is near to the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. It's just telling us that there's everything that we long for in life is available now to us through Jesus. Everything we could imagine, God's love and faithfulness and kindness and forgiveness. People wondered for years, what was God like? Oftentimes, we can even still think that God is harsh, that he's judgmental and critical, 
that he scowls at us all the time, pointing us. But it tells us very clearly that Jesus shows us exactly what God is like, that he's kind, he's compassionate, he's caring. And then he comes to forgive and to, to heal and to mend, to comfort and to bring strength and peace into our lives. And it says he does this in what? Abundance. There's no shortage. And in a world where we live oftentimes in a sense of scarcity, we think there's not enough. And so that's why we have to grab for more. Jesus promises abundance. And we understand abundance, especially for those of us living in Southern California. We understand abundance because there's places like this. This is full circle, our meaningful marketplace for Friends Church Orange. But there's thrift shops around you. There's places where people are recycling and upcycling clothing and, and all kinds of different items from households. And these are places that are filled with stuff, stuff that we don't need anymore. A lot of stuff that we never even used in the first place. Stuff of abundance. And it's not just shops. There's storage units. My bet is there's one in your neighborhood. There's places you drive by. You might even have one just full of stuff, abundance. All of this is not just the physical things that God supplies, but what he's promising here to us through Jesus is more than that. It's the deepest parts of us, the longings that we have for, for relationship, for forgiveness, for contentment and gratitude, for hope that exists not just beyond the circumstances of this life, but even into the next. The assurance of forgiveness and relationship with God and eternity with him because of Jesus. The kindness and compassion that we see Jesus lived out every single day. That's the abundance that John is talking about here that comes through a relationship with Jesus. That's what he's inviting you into in this new year. Maybe as you look back at last year, you don't see or feel the abundance in your life. Maybe there's a longing, maybe there's a hurt, maybe there's pain. Maybe even Christmas stirred or created some relational shrapnel and distance. God is here through Jesus to help mend, to help heal, to help guide, to help comfort. Maybe you're facing a year where you can see some challenges coming with health issues or job crisis. Maybe you, you're engaging a new school or a new team or a new job and wondering what that's going to feel like and look like. The gift of Jesus and God's abundance through him is that every need that you have will be supplied and met in Jesus. Maybe not every want, but every need that you have. And so I just want to ask you, where, where do you need God's abundance this year in your life? Maybe there is a relationship that you long to be mended, that bitterness can just fall, resentment can drop, and you can walk back to someone or towards someone with a sense of peace and purpose. Maybe it is a job. Maybe it is actual provision that you're longing for God to provide in your life. Maybe it's the school you were hoping to get into. Maybe there's a health crisis that you're facing. Or maybe it's just some deep-seated spiritual questions that you've carried for a long time. Maybe about your past, maybe even about your future and your eternity. But where do you need the abundance of God? to crash into your life? And are you willing to believe that he wants to meet that need in and through Jesus?
Well, hello, friends, church. Happy New Year. If we have not yet met, my name is Aaron, and I have the joy of serving as a campus pastor at Friends Church Eastville, one of our new campuses in the Inland Empire. And uh, Happy New Year to you and your family as you're watching this today. And we're talking about abundance, God's abundance given to us in Christ Jesus, that there's grace upon grace upon grace in this passage. But I wanted to talk to us for a moment about what can steal God's abundance from us. Not necessarily take it all away, but maybe we don't lean into it as much as we need to, and maybe we miss out on the things God wants for us, especially as we look at the coming year. I made a list of things in, in our life, all of us, that can sometimes steal God's abundance. I, I thought of a lie that we could believe. Lies are awful, and they can often misdirect us from who God really is. I thought of a loss that we haven't grieved appropriately, or possibly loneliness in our life that's keeping us from the community of abundance and experiencing all that God wants for us. But there's one that I really resonate a lot with, and that's this idea of timidity. Timidity can oftentimes steal away the abundance God has for us. And this idea of timidity, in my mind, is fear, uh, it's apprehension, it's looking forward at what God's calling us to do and to be, and being, I don't know if I can really do that, I don't know if I'm equipped for that, I don't know if I trust myself or those around me, to actually step forward in obedience, to actually engage in that. And in my own life this past year, we had the joy of launching Friends Church Eastville. We planted it uh, a year ago, and it's been incredible. But I am so aware of this area of timidity in my own life, and I know that God's been faithful to help lead me through it. Um, in fact, in the passage I just want to read to us in Joshua chapter 14, there's a character named Caleb. And Caleb is a man who is fearless almost. And as they're coming in Israel to take the promised land, Caleb is 85 years old. He should be retired, if you will. Um, but he's been part of this journey for 45 years. And as we're looking at taking the last part of the promised land, this is what he says to, to Joshua. He says this, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh, about me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh to explore the land. And I brought back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me had hearts that melted in fear. There's the timidity. You see, sometimes we can be tested uh, in a new year with God's abundance. You might see a call to a new ministry or maybe a call into, uh, into a new business or new job or a relationship. And we might look ahead and be afraid and timid because there's a test ahead. But Caleb continues on. He says, I, however, followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And that's the important piece in this. It's being wholehearted about God's promises of abundance. He has abundance waiting for us. Verse 9. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which you feet, your feet have walked will be your inheritance and your children forever because you had followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised he has kept me alive for 45 years since that time to this day. And I, even though I'm 40, 85 years old, I'm still as strong today as the days they Moses sent me out. So I just want to stop for a moment and highlight what, what Caleb talks about. And that is he overcomes timidity and fear with God's promise. He says, God promised us this land. Friends, God has promised us abundance in Jesus. We have him. Uh, in our own journey as a church in launching um, God called us to plant this church in 2020 and begin that journey, and I was afraid. I had timidity. And Kyle, our Orange Campus pastor, who you met a moment ago, said to me something that has rung true in my own life. He said, Aaron, don't you want to just take a shot? Don't you just want to take a shot at planting this church and seeing what God has? 
And that really resonated with me. I felt like, yeah, I want to take a shot. I don't want to be overcome by timidity. And so myself and a wonderful group of people, our awesome team at our church, stepped into God's abundance and planted this church. And we have seen God faithfully give us the land that he's called us to take. And we believe that there's more to be taken in 2023. So what is stealing your abundance this year? And how is timidity part of that? There's one final thing I want to mention just to highlight in this passage. uh, Caleb steps out and he takes the land. It says in verse 13, Then Joshua blessed Caleb and gave him Hebron, the land. So Hebron belonged to Caleb, the son of Jephamon, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. And it says this in verse 15, Hebron used to be called Kithra, Abra, from uh, after Abra, who was the greatest man of the uh, Anakites. There's a testimony in this. The greatest person in that area, Caleb, took down. And I just, uh, there's, there's just kind of a testimony of God's faithfulness. And I believe that as you step out of fear and timidity in the coming year, there will be a testimony for you and it will give glory to God and his faithfulness and his promises to us. So do you want to take a shot? Is there something to take a swing at this coming year? I encourage you, don't let timidity steal the abundance God has for you. God bless you in the new year, Friends Church, praying for you. Looking forward to seeing what God does for his glory in the coming year. Take care. Oh, Praise the one who set me free, hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. One more time, come on, lift it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain, there's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. How great the chasm that lay between. How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven Spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Torn through the shadows of my soul. Thank you, Lord. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living. Amen. Come on, who could imagine? Let me see. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom? Such boundless grace, the God of ages, stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. Thank you, Lord. The cross is forgiven. I am forgiven. Come on, sing it out. The 
So we've been talking about God's abundance. We've talked about where do you need to experience God's abundance this coming year. What might be stealing God's abundance this year. And now, one of the things I'd love for us to consider is how can we demonstrate God's abundance this year. I love verse 14 where it says the word became human. Jesus became human. Made his home among us. The message translation says he moved into the neighborhood. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Grace, mercy, grace and truth, compassion, kindness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus came. That's part of the gift of Christmas we just celebrated. He came to be with us. He came to be like us. He came to understand us and know us. And he came to demonstrate who he is. God's heart lived out practically. He didn't just talk about things. He actually moved into the neighborhood. And he demonstrated compassion, kindness, love, grace, the heart of God, practically and in person. And that's why he invites us now to become just like him, to move into our neighborhoods and demonstrate these same things. I love what it talks about in 2 Corinthians 5, where we're ministers of reconciliation, just like Jesus, restoring people back to who they were designed to be as God's children. He calls us ambassadors of Jesus and Christ. And that's why we want to tangibly move into our neighborhoods to serve and love people well. This is just one of the places we do this in Orange County. This is the Hub Resource Center where we get to serve people that just need relationship. They need help. They need a next step. They need a meal. They need kindness and compassion. There's places just like this all around Southern California in your neighborhood where you can get involved in loving and serving people. But the other thing is, we know that it's, it's so much bigger than that. Jesus, when he was inviting us to be ministers of reconciliation and ambassadors, in Matthew 28, he gives us the greatest commission, right? To go and to make disciples in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. In other words, it's not just one place, it's everywhere we go all the time. 
your Jerusalem or the people closest to you, your family and friends, maybe the people you're with right now, what would it look like for you to demonstrate God's abundant love and grace to them? Your Judea is your area, your county. Where are the places in your neighborhood where you can get involved and demonstrate God's abundant love and kindness? And of course, what does it look like to practically and tangibly, every interaction, every moment, love and serve people well? So as we walk into this new year together, I just want to invite you to consistently just hear God's voice, listen and follow Him, and love people well with His abundant love and grace.
Oh. 